Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Forty wins for the Sacramento Kings. 19 on the road. How about that? 128 to 119. So great to have you here on the post game. Again, 128 to 119, a big win for Sacramento as they continue to roll on. 40 wins, 26 losses, and again, 19 and 13. And what a game for Kessler Edwards, huh? Wow. He was really good in this game. You're right, Cody. I don't know about that, but uh, he, he was good. He was really good. He had a great game. They don't win this game without Kessler Edwards. You know, they really don't. Let's not get carried away, all right? I, I don't know if I would just all of a sudden put him in the rotation, but he played very well tonight, very well. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, 40th win of the year. We haven't had said that since, what, 20, what is it, 18 years before you could say that? Man, light the beam. Sacramento wins it. 128 to 119. It is so awesome to have you here on the postgame show as the Kings keep rolling right along. A plus 18 for Edwards in this game. He ends up with 12 points, seven big rebounds, played 26 minutes. Uh, the Kings had uh, 19 from Barnes, 18 from Fox, 17 from Sabonis. You look at uh, Herter, he was a little bit quiet with nine points, but the bench was huge tonight. Again, Monk led the way with 18. You had Lyles and Mitchell with 13 apiece, Edwards with 12, and Metu with nine. So Sacramento, 40 wins on the season. How about that? Man, uh, you know, Keegan Murray's up and down. You know, he didn't score in 15 minutes. He'll bounce back and have a good game the next game. I'm not that worried about him. I'm really not. You're right about that, Heck. Six, uh, 65, 65 points off the bench is absolutely huge. And uh, let's go. Big win. Oh, boy, you are absolutely right about that, William. Very big win. Absolutely, indeed. Again, 128 to 119. And uh, let me tell you something right now, folks. Oh, if you don't like that, you don't like Kings basketball. Oh, boy. 40 wins, 26 losses. And they beat the Phoenix Suns for the first time 
this year. Yeah, I'm happy with the numbers too. We've done uh, on one of our shows, we got up to 32,000. And I think in the playoffs, we're going to get up to 50,000. That's what we're going to do. You know, absolutely. Yeah, you know what? How about the Kings after the All-Star break? 8-1, that's pretty damn good, isn't it? Yeah, 40 wins. What is it, 2005? Last time, 40. I mean, that's incredible, huh? Wow. And uh, the Kings keep pace with Memphis, Lydia. Yep, you're right. Uh, you look at the scores tonight in the NBA, Dallas and Memphis, 112-108 Memphis. Dallas playing without Kyrie and Luka Doncic. How about the Warriors? No Giannis Adetokounmpo. And the Warriors beat the Kings, or beat the Kings, beat the Bucks uh, in OT tonight. And guess who's on the schedule next for Sacramento? The Milwaukee Bucks don't know on uh, Adetokounmpo, who sat this out with a sore hand. Uh, yeah, you're right. You're right. It's a good point. Just go out and win the games and take care of business. Boy, the Kings on the road. How about this team on the road? 19 and 13 away from home. Think about that. That's incredible. 19 and 13 on the road. 128 to 119 the final. Phoenix outscored the Kings 32-31 in the first. It was 36-27 in the second in favor of Sacramento. The Suns, seven better than the Kings in the third, 36-29. And then the fourth quarter, 32-24 in favor of Sacramento. And it all adds up to a 128-119. All right, Devin Booker, 28 points. Sea Dog called it. You know, they need to hold Booker to under 30. And they did. Big difference. You know, it's a manageable game. Aiton had 22 and 12. Okogi had 15 points. How about Chris Paul? 16 points, 16 assists, and three turnovers. Uh, but the story of this game, make no mistake about it, was the Sacramento bench. We just went over that. Uh, incredible performance tonight uh, by the bench. So it all adds up to 128 to 119. Now, Mike Brown was getting on the team for rebounding after the win against the Knicks. Uh, the rebounding was fairly even, 40 to 39 in favor of Phoenix. That's fine. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that uh, at all. Uh, yeah, I don't think Malik Monk's going to win six man, but he had a very good game tonight. No question about that. Very good game. I mean, you look at his numbers tonight, five of 10, four of six from distance, four of five from the line. I like the way the Kings shot the ball from the free throw line, folks. 31 of 37 for nearly 84%. Again, that's on the road. That's going to win you a lot of games. 31 of 37. Think about all of those free throw attempts. Phoenix only got to the line 22 times. They made 18. But think about the difference in the game there. 31 to 37 from the foul line for Sacramento. That is really good. And guess what? Their bench, their bench only missed one free throw. Lyles was 2 of 2. Metu was 5 of 5. Edwards 2 of 2. Mitchell 1 of 1. Monk 4 of 5. That's damn good. That is really good. And then Sabonis missed three from the line. Boxsmith both, both of his free throws. So, again, uh, the Kings get the victory. All right? Get the victory. 128 to 119. All right. What do you think? How many wins for the Sacramento Kings this year? Again, you have played 66 games. You have 16 remaining. Think you can win 50? What do you think? Can you go 10 and 6? Why not? You're beating everyone you're playing. Why not? Could you go 50 wins this year? How good would that be? I mean, it's it's there, right? 
Again, you've played 66 games. You got 16 left. You win 10 games, 50 win season. Can you imagine that? What do you think the odds of that would have been before the season began at a casino in Vegas? How about that? Man, incredible. William says, uh, let's see, what do you got? You said 49. We got someone else that said 59. Rich has got him at 50. All right. Hex got him at 50. You know, why not is right. Why not? Memphis is without, that's Morant, not moron, although he looks like a moron right now. Uh, 52 wins, 45. I think they're going to win more than 45. You know? Absolutely. I think they're going to win more than uh, 45. 128 to 119. Sacramento gets the victory. So glad to have you here. Thank you very much. And if you were joining us for the first time, do me a favor, would you please? Give me a like, hit that thumbs up button. And also, if you have not yet subscribed, please subscribe to the channel. I want to thank Bennett's with two locations and a third coming soon to Blue Oaks Town Center, Roseville and Sacramento. Roseville on the corner of Eureka and Lead Hill and the Howe and Fair Oaks location in Sacramento. Their weekend brunch is outstanding. I love the prime seafood. My favorite is the redfish on the menu that comes with a side of sautéed spinach. If I'm doing steak, tough to beat the porterhouse or the bone-in ribeye. They got prime New York's. They have hanger steak. Their fillets are great. I think you're going to find something for everyone on the menu at Bennett's. And again, don't forget about their weekend brunch and soon to be coming to Rockland. Big time Sacramento King supporters. Go in there and tell them uh, hello and that you are a supporter of this channel. And you are in Bennett's to enjoy some of their cuisine. All right. 128 to 119. Next up, the Milwaukee Bucks. And for Sacramento, really, there's no negatives to what I just watched. None. You know, you got to give the Kings credit. This game was tied in the fourth. Actually, the Suns had the lead. And now I think the Kings have pretty much solidified the Pacific Division. All right. Oh, I like to hear this. Grant, I'm at Bennett's with my family. Best steak I've ever had. Go Kings. Thank you, Zach. Tell them I said hello, that we're doing a live post game. And uh, I'd love to hear that. Great job. Thank you, Zach. Enjoy. Uh, I don't know where Rhino is. He's supposed to be with me. Maybe he fell asleep. You know, I don't know. Maybe he's got internet issues. 128 to 118 is what Dom had. Well, it was 128 to 119 or 128, 119. That's pretty damn good, Dom. You know, absolutely. Pretty darn good. Uh, are the Kings really under the radar for second in their conference? Is that true? I don't know if I would agree with that. What do you think, everyone? Well, what do you want me to rant on? What do you want me to rant on? All right. What do you want me to rant on? Give me some ideas. All right. Give me some ideas. Yeah, Mitchell did play well. I like this offense tonight. Five of seven. He hit two threes. You know, we know we can play defense. Uh, the Redfish at Bennett's is my favorite. It is absolutely incredible. I would agree with you. You know? Grant text Ryan. Well, I'm working right now. You know? I don't want to be rude and pick up my phone and text. He knows where I'm at. I hope he's okay. I'm sure he's having some issues with the internet or he would be on. You know? Maybe do the fat rant from the plane. Well, I've already done that before. I've already done that. You know? I can't do it again. You know, uh, rent on Doris Brooke as an uh, as an analyst. I think Doris Brooke's excellent 
I'm not going to rant on her. I think she does an excellent job. So, no, I'm not going to rant on this. You know, Lamar Jackson is his own agent. He did not like the deal that the Ravens gave him. And now he can go out and shop his services around. It's called business. I'm not going to rant on that. I believe he'll be starting in the National Football League this year, and I'll have a really good year, barring injury. Why would I rant on this? You mean that people think he should start? But stupidity. Stupidity. You know? This is a uh, NBA show. You are aware of that, correct? Am I ready for Christmas? You're going to find this hard to believe. You're going to find this hard to believe. I am not ready for Christmas. Rant on Marvin Bagley. What am I going to rant on Marvin Bagley for? Huh? Uh, I'm at home. Uh, I'm on my backup laptop, my expensive laptop that I bought for the purpose of doing the show. I had to send it into the shop. And on this laptop, the green screen does not work as well with the background. I have it up on the wall to the right. You can see the arena. But so that's why the look is a little bit different today. Frank, is that okay with you, buddy? Is it okay? I'm just curious. Am I ready for Easter? You know, I'm not ready for Easter. I'm not ready for roost, uh, Easter. I can't. I'm, listen, this is a basketball postgame show, okay? I, I, I want to keep it to, can we keep it to basketball? I mean, if you want me to go off the chart and go kind of off the path, all right, I'll rant about, rant about something else that doesn't have anything to do, all right? Rant about, what are you, it's going so fast. Uh, Corliss is coaching in college, I believe, still. I believe Corliss is one of the best, you know? One of the best. One of the best. Uh, Lydia wants me to rant. Oh, sorry, Lydia. These messages are coming so quick on why we cannot get MLB streams for preseason. Is that true, Lydia? You can't? I was not even aware of that. I, I did not know that. I personally would not watch spring training baseball. But is that true, Lydia? I did not know that. Who are my top three kings this game? All right. Uh, I'm going to start with Kessler Edwards. I'm going to go with Malik Monk. And I am going to say, I'll tell you this. I'm going to go with Trey Lyles. I like the bench. Those are my top three players. My top three players. Hey, Patriot, thank you very much. We appreciate that donation on the Super Chat. I would say it's very unlikely, uh, Patriot, that they are going to catch the Denver Nuggets. I, I would say it's highly unlikely. I mean, you look at the standings. There's 16 games left. And the Nuggets, number one, have a record of 46 and 21. They've lost two in a row. But the Kings are five back in a loss column. Five back in the loss column is significant with 16 games left. So I would say it's unlikely that that would happen. I, I would, Denver's going to have to fall flat on their face. Hey, we appreciate this donation on the Super Chat. Navy Joe, thank you very much. We greatly appreciate that. Love that. And if you are... Uh, a veteran or you're currently serving, thank you. Appreciate everything you do for us. Absolutely. Someone said, it, a Patriot said back to me, it is possible though. Yeah, it's possible, but it's highly unlikely. 
Again, picking up five games in a 16 game, it's a very, there's not a lot of games to work with. All right. Uh, I already ranted on this on, on my podcast and everything else. So I've already done that. Okay. Well, are the Kings not getting respect? Explain this to me. Help me out here, Manny. Why do you think the Kings are not getting respect? I'm seeing the respect coming. We're, be be a little bit more specific. Tell me, Manny, why do you think the Kings are not getting any respect? All right. Uh, somebody says, what's the likelihood for you to call playoff games this season? You deserve it. I would say the chances of that happening are slim and none. And slim just boarded a plane for Asia. Okay. Not going to happen. Well, I might get Connor on. Connor and Ryan, I thought they did a great job the other night. I thought they were really good. I think they did a good job. I watched it on uh, when I had an opportunity. So absolutely. Yeah, there are a lot of mispronunciations. Uh, mispronunciations. <laughs> I mispronounced that word. Yeah, it's, you know, I, I just, uh, you make mistakes sometimes. I don't think that's something to rant on. You know, I really don't. All right, William wants to know, Denver, the Suns with a healthy Durant or Grizzlies in the second round, who would you rather play? Hypothetically, we get to the second round. I would not want to see Denver, and I would pick Phoenix to not see, and Memphis. So I would say don't play Denver, don't play Phoenix. And with all the issues that the Grizzlies are having, I'd probably go in that direction if they win uh, their first round. Absolutely. Yes, indeed. My pleasure, Navy Joe. Thank you very much. Yep. God bless our veterans. You got that right. Can you imagine? I, I've always said this. I, I've never been in the military. My dad was in the Pacific Theater in World War II, and he didn't like talking about the war. He was anti-war. But like everyone in that time, you did whatever you had to do to save your country. You know, my aunt ended up working in a factory and made clothes for the soldiers. My dad was at Yankee or at the Polo Grounds December 7th, 1941 as a 15 year old. Three years later, he's on a Navy ship off the coast of Okinawa. And I didn't really talk to my dad about the war that much because I know he didn't like to talk about it. Uh, my dad was blessed because he never had to take someone's life and he never got off the ship because they made him a signal man in Okinawa and he's the only one in his unit that made it back home. So I just have the utmost respect for our veterans, regardless of what branch of service you're in, where you served, if you're currently serving. Thank you very much. Really, really appreciate that. All right. So the standings now, Denver 46 and 21, Sacramento and Memphis 40 and 26. Phoenix now drops to 37 and 30. And you look at the Clippers with 33 losses. Golden State wins tonight. They are now 35 and 33. Thanks again for the Super Chat donation. I love Luke. I like him as a person. Obviously, uh, it did not work out. You know, if you remember, when the season was halted against the Pelicans at the pandemic, the Kings had just won 13 of 20 games and were breathing down the necks of the Blazers and the season got called. I'm not so sure the Kings don't make the playoffs that season. They were really playing well. Uh, I'm glad to see Luke's doing well as the lead assistant with the Cleveland Cavaliers. You know, I will rant on this. You know what? 
thank you very much. Today's rant is brought to you by Zoom 180. Go to zoom180.com. I'm gonna take my glasses off for this. Go to zoom180.com and just maybe, all right, you will be as happy as my other friends that have ordered this revolutionary new flashlight. Five LEDs, it's incredible. I know many of you have reached out to me and said, man, this flashlight is awesome. And if you don't like it for some reason, just send it back. You'll get a full refund. Go to zoom180.com. You know, I'm tired of watching the players bitch and moan on every single call. Devin Booker, I mean, literally can't keep his mouth shut. Luka Doncic is arguing on every single call. I've said this for years about Luka. I said it when I was announcing the Kings games. It's like, shut up and play the game. Stop it already. And the league, they're part of the problem here. The league allows their players to bicker and bitch at the officials all the time. So you know what? It's as much the league's fault as it is the players. Adam Silver, get some freaking backbone and run your league. The fans are tired of seeing the players bitch and cry and moan on every call. They don't want to see that, okay? It's bad for the game. It's bad for the fans. I got to do a rant on my post-game show. All right, you think I want to do a rant on this, ripping your league? But I am ripping your league because you got to get some backbone. You got to fix this, all right? It's hard enough to officiate games as it is. Can you imagine officiating a game when you got to have dialogue with players on the court on every freaking play? Seriously, shut the hell up and play the game. Booker's bad. Luca is bad. I mean, there are many more, but Luca to me is the worst in the league. The absolute worst. Shut the hell up and play the game. Seriously, shut up and play the game. Draymond Green drives me freaking crazy. Never shuts up. All right? Never. Enough already. And the NBA needs to fix this. Put a rule in. You argue with the officials, you get a technical foul. I don't want to hear about this respect for the game. No, no respect for the game. The officials have a job to do. The players have a job to do. And if you want to go up and have a polite, respectful conversation with the official during a free throw, I got no problem with that. But when the game is going on, shut the hell up. All right. And when you commit a foul, shut the hell up. All right. Stop bitching and moaning every single time there's a whistle. Enough already. I'm so happy you brought that up. Jerry and I have been very consistent about this. Jerry hates it. I hate it. And apparently many others of you hate it as well. And that's my rant for today. Glasses back on. There we go. Thank you very much. A bag of milk. Wow. Light the beam. Absolutely. Absolutely. Can't even keep up with everyone. All right. Uh, Cousins was as bad as anyone in the league. Players, the, the referees hate that too. You know how many times I would talk to the referees and they would be like, oh my God, I got to do the Kings tonight because of Cousins. It's awful. Terrible. All right, William, thank you very much. I appreciate you and we appreciate your service. Well, it's true. Thank you for your service with the Air Force. It is true. You know, my stepson served uh, in the Air Force for a number of years. And, you know, again, being the son of uh, a dad who served our country uh, in World War II, it's always meant a lot to me. And I got to tell you, and I mean this, I'm grateful I never had to serve. I, I'm grateful. I'm, I, I, am, I was raised, like my dad, to be anti-war. And I absolutely feel blessed that I didn't have to serve. But I would say that I don't take for granted those of you who do sign up and serve in the military. My stepson was an incredibly 
bright, bright, bright individual. He went to college for a semester and stopped going because it wasn't challenging enough for him. And I'll never forget this. I came home one night at about three in the morning and he was sitting at the table with a bunch of books and a laptop out. I go, hey, how are you doing, Jonathan? Good. And I was tired. I went upstairs, went to sleep. So the next day I asked my wife, I go, what's Jonathan doing at the computer up so late with all the books on the table? And she goes, oh, he's doing uh, MIT classes online. I go, excuse me? He's doing MIT classes? He's, he's doing online classes for MIT? I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? And then shortly thereafter, he said, you know what? I want to serve. I want to go into the Air Force. And it's fabulous that we have people like that. It's fabulous. All right, Rhino. Uh, let's see how many minutes late it is. Let's see. We have a $10 fine per minute, and you are being fined for 23 minutes. You owe $230 for your tardiness. Oh, gosh. Okay. I, I, I guess I'm going to not be able to use that money on a Zoom 180 flashlight. <laughs> I really need one of those for the last 23 oh. minutes. <laughs> all right i'll tell you what i'll tell you what i'll do i will rescind a fine if you buy a zoom 180 flashlight okay done done not going to deal with that again everybody people else are, go get one please people have been asking where's ryan they go text ryan i go i'm doing a show i can't have time to text ryan you know so unbelievable. Yeah, got ears are you okay buddy I'm, are you okay yeah everything's good everything's good how about Kessler Edwards? The Kings don't win this game without him tonight, do they? No, they do not. Four guys in double digits off the bench. Kessler Edwards, talk about a coming out party. Uh, absolutely yep. incredible for him. And Grant, how much different could this team be if he plays like that every night? Oh, boy. And C-Dog hit it right on the head. He said Devin Booker needs to be held under 30 for the Kings to win the game. And guess what? He had 28. Yep. And I think that was spot on. How about the bench for Sacramento tonight? You know, I was watching your pregame show, and you made a great point. Uh, about the bench, but you said what you want is you want to see the consistency and not to drop off. And you hit that right on the head. That was a great observation on your part. The bench tonight was spectacular. They were unbelievably yes. consistent and they were actually better than the starters. Uh, yes, they were. Um, and, and that's what good teams do. They pick each other up. And I, I, I swear, Grant, I feel like in the last eight games, this team has really become a complete team. Sure, we've got holes, you know, that we could all talk about. Another big man, another backup point guard. But this team, as it currently sits, is gelled. And they are polishing right now. Uh, who is my favorite Kings player? I think Sabonis is my favorite player, and I'll tell you why. <clears throat> he just plays the same way every single night, night in, night out. You know what you're going to get before the game starts. So I would think Sabonis, probably Fox is 1B. So 1A and 1B. There you go. I can't argue with that. I can't argue with that at all. All right. So the Warriors win. They win in overtime against Milwaukee. The Grizzlies win. So both the Kings and the Grizzlies have 40 wins. Did you hear me correctly, Ryan? The Kings have 40-4-0 wins. How about that? What, time, what time's your drug test, Grant? <laughs> uh, man oh man i need one i'll take because i can't believe it you know <laughs> yeah pretty exciting uh first time since 20 or uh 2005 2006 season and i mean grant we might as well get have a little uh, fun with this 40 wins yep. 14 or 14 games to go what's the number gonna be buddy uh i'm gonna go 48 thank you very much for your support the kings did not fire me i resigned i was fired from cage to k but i do appreciate your support uh thank you very much all right 
Um, is Chris Weber one of my favorite players? No, Chris Weber is one of my least favorite players. Uh, let's see here. Mm, I'm going to say they have 16 games left, okay? Yep. I'm going to say 48 wins. 48? Yeah. Okay. I am going to say I think they're going to flirt with 50. I okay. really do. I, I think they are. I don't think they're going to, especially after what we saw with the New York game and Mike mm -hmm. Brown, they're going to be cautious with Fox if there's something going on yeah. with the hamstring. But yeah. I don't see them ramping down the starters as much as we really think or ramping down Sabonis and Fox. So I, I think this team's going to roll. I mean, I just hope they haven't hit that stride too soon. Yep. You know, some teams hit that stride right at the right time. But 49 wins. Flirting. All right. Ducey, thank you very much. Uh, by the way, Ryan, while you were trying to get on, I did a rant on Booker and Luca and Draymond bitching at the officials on every single call. So that was wow. my rant. You missed it. Okay. You can go back and watch it. You can go, you can All go right. back. You know? All, All right. right. So I've been getting a lot of people asking me about the shirts. I am expecting to have the shirts up and online by Tuesday. I uh, believe I'm getting the approval from my sellers, whatever the hell it is, on Monday. And as soon as I get it, then the shirts will be available online. All right. So someone says 51 games, 11 and five is definitely doable. I would agree it's doable with the way the Kings are playing. Absolutely. You know, absolutely. How about the over under was 33 and a half for this season? Yeah, pretty, pretty good if you take the over. And uh, there's there's some guy, uh, there's been a couple articles about it that took the Kings to win the Pacific Division, bought two tickets, and I believe the odds were in the range of plus 25,000. Yeah. Plus 25,000. How, How about that? Hey, Ron, I was like uh, Bob Hayes in his prime running around the corner from my grade school in Syosset to make my grilled cheese sandwich on the grill. And then I would eat the sandwich walking back, not running, because it's very challenging to eat food and run. But I was in a fast gate to get back and reserve the basketball court for my friends who had to eat at school. Because if you took the bus to school, you had to eat lunch at school. If you walked to school, then you could leave and go home for lunch. So thank you. I appreciate that. Hey, Ryan, where am I from again? Syosset, New York. <laughs> you remember the first time? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, wow. Yeah, Keegan did struggle tonight. I'm not worried about it. He's going to have good games. He's going to have bad games. That's not that unusual for a uh, first-year player. I'm not that worried about it. And again, Kessler Edwards, because of Keegan not playing well, look what happened. Kessler gets an opportunity. He played great. Yeah, and, and here's the thing. If you look at Keegan's, um, you know, body of work altogether this season, I can think of more games he's played well than he's played mm -hmm. worse. And that's hard to say that for a rookie. That's very yeah. hard to say for a rookie. So it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Uh, my favorite Kings player of all time, probably Vladi. Uh, Spud Webb is on my list. Wayman Tisdale, Scott Pollard, uh, Richie Theus. I think those five jump right out at me. And then the next five, again, would be very difficult to do. But I think Vladi, Spud, Wayman, Reggie, and Scott are my five all-time favorite Kings. How about you, so, Brian? Oh, man. Um, I got to go, number one, Mike Bibby. Okay. Uh, Mike Bibby 
uh, he was just my guy. Uh, I absolutely, he was so clutch, Grant, so clutch. I remember the back-to-back uh, game-winning nights and you and your call, baby, they're here on back-to-back nights. Oh, <laughs> boy. Um, but no, just, uh, he just went around, he went about his business, you know? Uh, right. no, there was no moment that was too big for him. And um, he just had that swagger that the Kings needed yep. for sure. But Mitch Richmond is a... Oh. Yeah, Mitch is up there too. Mitch was Mitch great. Was um, there, yeah. Yeah. Spud's one of the great people I've ever met in my life. Love Spud. And if you did not get a chance to listen to Spud on my podcast, when you get a chance, Google Grant Napier and Spud Webb on my podcast and listen to that episode with Spud. It's one of my favorite podcasts that I've done. Uh, somebody said Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah Thomas is in my next five. Isaiah is in my top 10 of favorite kings all time. Absolutely. Okay, no okay Grant. Grant, I'm gonna I'm gonna play one here on you. Grant yeah. Napier has um, a box on the 50 yard line, or not yeah. 50 yard line, center ice for Game Seven of the Stanley Cup Finals with your friend playing. You can have anybody from the Kings organization from the times you were there in that box with you. You get 10 people. Who are they? Oh wow, Scott Pollard for sure. Vladdy, Spud, bring back Wayman, rest his soul. Amen. Reggie, wow, probably Joe Klein, Peja, Hito, that's eight. Um, just driving me crazy. Probably Walt Williams. Jerry. Love Walt. Love Walt. Jerry. Huh? Jerry. What's that? Jerry. Oh, Jerry. Well, I thought you said players. No, anybody in the players. organization. Oh, anyone oh, in the organization. Oh, in the organization? Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Anybody. Well, it wouldn't just be okay. It just wouldn't be players. All right. I yeah. would have Jerry, Jerry 100 percent I would have G-Man 100 percent I would have Gary St. Jean, former coach, 100 percent If Paul Westfall were alive, I'd have Paul Westfall 100 percent Uh well, I hate to bypass the other coaches, but you know, again, I'm doing this off the top of my head. Yeah, so yeah. There, there you have it. And if the if the Rangers were playing the Flyers, it couldn't, you know, I would have Lionel Simmons, who's from Philadelphia, uh, in the bench with me so that when the Rangers beat the Flyers, I can let him have it for about three hours straight. <laughs> Very nice. Give it to the L trade. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh, somebody said Jay Will, Mitch Richmond, Devots, Peja, Bobby Jackson. I love Bobby too. Bobby would be probably on my next list 10 through 15 is of favorite players uh everywhere. so no question so if we're if we're not doing favorite players who is the most important player that turned around uh, the king's era as we know it are you talking about in the early 2000 in the night late 1900s in the early 2000s yeah let, let's say from yeah let's say 1990 on who is the most important player didn't have no. to be the best player the most important player was mitch richmond because mitch was traded for billy owens and then mitch uh helped the kings get to the playoffs in 95 96 and then the kings traded him for chris weber so that in all likelihood is the most important player in the history of the franchise do you think there's an argument for jason williams yes there is an argument for jason williams because he put the kings on the map with his flamboyant style so, yes, I would say that is accurate, but Mitch was 
involved in two deals that completely, I just say the first deal, I mean, him, him coming to Sacramento didn't completely turn the franchise around. They only made the playoffs once, but that was the first playoff game ever in Arco Arena. So, uh, but I would still say Mitch. Okay. And okay, I'm going to, I'm going to go one more here. If the Kings and everybody, please don't get on this tangent now about the Kings winning the championship. The Kings won a championship this year. Is it Sabonis? Yes. 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 Absolutely. You know, I don't agree with you about Chris Webber. Chris Webber was really good for the Kings, but Chris was a player that played uh, great during the regular season and okay in the postseason. Chris never played well in the postseason like he did in the regular season. And Chris was all about Chris. Chris, Chris would rather have 30 points and 15 rebounds and lose than have 15 rebounds and eight rebounds than win. Chris was all about Chris. Trust me on this, okay? Chris was a great player with a capital G in the regular season. Chris was not and never was a great player in the postseason. Never was, period. And you're right. He was not clutch. Matter of fact, you know, the Kings didn't run plays for Chris Webber at the end of the games in these playoff games because they had other clutch players on the floor. Absolutely 100%. So, you know, again, Chris doesn't take responsibility about anything. I mean, and I hate to be bashing Chris Webber on the show, but I'm not the one that brought it up. So, you know, again, um, he, Chris, listen, Chris was a hell of a player. I acknowledge that Chris was a great player, but he was a great player in the regular season. He was as talented as any player the Kings have ever had, but he was not he was not there for the Kings uh, in the postseason. All right. Just the way it was. All right. So the final score tonight for Sacramento, they get the job done in Phoenix. The first one of the year against Phoenix, 128 to 119. They still have a game to go against the Suns in Sacramento. Probably won't have Kevin Durant in that game either. No, no, I, I, the, the Suns, Grant, they didn't look as scary tonight. They didn't look like the big bag Suns like they have in the last couple nights. But they gave There's up a, a lot to get to rent. They gave up they a lot did. to get to rent. That's a great point. That is a great point. They're, they are a little bit different without him. Um, so it'll be fun to see how they match up the second time. And in about a week, I believe it is. Yes, indeed. We love the stream. I got thousands of people watching on Periscope as well. So uh, great to see you there. Uh, Anthony Bonner, great guy. Antoine Carr, top, top, top shelf. Harold Presley, top, top shelf. Harold would be on my list from 10 to 15. Antoine Carr would be in my top 20. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. All right? No question about that. No Where? doubt about that. I'll just say this. You're wrong about DeMarcus Cousins. He was definitely not more of a me player than Weber. DeMarcus's issues were behavioral, but he was not more of a me player than Weber. Chris, uh, uh, that, that's not true of Cousins much more of a team player than Chris. I don't even think it's close. De uh, DeMar By the way, I forgot about Danny Ainge. I'm putting him in my top 10 too. He's in the booth watching a game with me. Uh, if I can only, uh, he'd be in my top five to be in the booth watching a hockey game. We'll just get you a bigger booth. That's fine. You can keep adding them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Uh I think going back to your point about DeMarcus, um, you know, he seemed to be a, even though he had some deficiencies, as we know, he seemed to be much more of a team guy. Chris seemed more about getting his stats and yeah, Chris other ventures. Yeah. DeMarcus's issue was behavioral. His issue uh, was he wasn't a me guy. He hated to lose 
again, Demarcus's biggest issue was his behavior. He could not control his behavior and it plagued his entire career. What he could have been, he could have been one of the great players of his generation, but his personality would not allow that. It's why he's not in the league right now. There's nobody out there that wants him. Okay. Even Michael Malone, who had him on the roster last year for the end of the season, didn't want him back. That's the one coach that has spoken publicly uh, on behalf of DeMarcus. But when it came time to bring him back, they didn't even give him an option. They were like, we're going in a different direction. Sorry. Right. Do, do you think winning had anything to do with that, Grant? Like if the Kings were winning and they made the playoffs half of his they, tenure, they were never going to win. They were not capable of winning with DeMarcus. He was so destructive. There was no way in the world that the Kings could have ever won. He was disrespectful to every single coach he played for. He was a bully. He was disrespectful to the fans. He was disrespectful to the reps. Uh, There's no way you were ever going to win with him. Never. He could have played his entire career in Sacramento. I don't believe they would have ever made the playoffs. Gotcha. Grant, um, I, I want to switch gears really quick. I was watching um, a national broadcast before uh, we came on tonight. And uh, they were talking about the Kings and possible playoff matchups. And uh, one past NBA player said the playoffs change the way the game's played completely. And they said the scouting is so much different. By game three or four, the other team knows how to run your plays. How much different is the playoffs for a team that's never been in them in terms of scouting gameplay? Well, first of all, Harrison Barnes has been on a championship team. Sabonis has been in the playoffs. You know, it's not like the whole team hasn't been in the playoffs. There have been guys that have been on the playoffs. So I think when you look at De'Aaron Fox, yes, it's going to be new to him. Uh, There will be a a learning process. Kevin uh, learning process. Kevin Herter's been in the playoffs. So really, when you look at all the starters, other than Keegan Murray and Fox, they've all been in the playoffs. You've got some players on the bench that have been in the playoffs. So I I don't know. Um, It's a great question. I think more of it centers around De'Aaron Fox than anyone else because he has not been. But what is it? What is it exactly that changes? Is it those things they're talking about with, you know, just preparation and the game slowing down and defense ramping up? The game is called a little bit differently, and that can frustrate players that aren't used to that, like Fox. Uh, The game, they let the players play a little bit more. So uh, but uh, Fox is playing so well in such a high level. I I, I don't think that's going to be that big of an issue. The biggest issue for me with the Kings is going to be, are they going to be able to get stops in the fourth quarter when they need to get stops? That's the biggest issue I see with this team. Yep. And uh, hopefully, I mean, tonight they, they had some stretches where they got some stops, you know. Hopefully they can just continue that and get one more and one more mm-hmm. as each game goes along. Yeah, I'm not worried about Keegan Murray. A lot of people are getting on Keegan Murray. Somebody says, do you feel uh, more free to speak on your channel than you did in all years of broadcast TV? Were you held back in any way or did you always feel like you could say what you want? It's a great question. Uh, yeah. As far as far as far as the games on TV, I, my job was to announce the game. I wasn't that opinionated on TV. My job on TV is completely different on my radio show. Uh, I didn't really hold back on my radio show. Anybody that listened to my show for 26 years or 27 years in Sacramento, I don't think they walked around going, gee, Grant Napier held back about <laughs> Chris Weber or about DeMarcus Cousins or about what have you. Okay. Yeah. So I... I don't feel I held back. Did I have to walk a fine line sometimes? 100%. I had to walk a fine line. I've always said this, and I hope people understand where I'm coming from when I say this, okay? I knew everything, everything that was going on with the Kings. 
from ownership to management to trades to players being hurt to feuds everything okay i had everything at my disposal okay so and, I, and i'm not trying to be cocky i'm just telling you this to yeah. be the truth yeah I, I, there was very few people anywhere that knew more about what was going on with the kings than i did okay so when i went on the radio my opinions were really based on facts and what I knew to be the truth. See, a lot of sports fans think they know what's going on within the walls of an organization. You don't know. Trust me, you don't know. And I used to laugh about some of the national media and the things that they would say about the Kings because they had no idea what the hell they were talking about. And I used to rip those people to shreds on my radio show because they were so far off base. I knew what the truth was because I lived it every day. I had inside information. I was uh, in a position where I had the knowledge. Now, I had a very simple philosophy when I covered the Kings as their TV announcer. Anything I saw on the airplane or in private stayed in here. Okay. I never talked about that with my son, my wife, or anyone. Nobody. Never talked about it. It never left my body. Now, I might talk about it with Jerry, okay? And Jerry would know too. Or I might talk about it with Vladi or Jeff Petrie or what have you. But it, it, it wasn't ever anything that would be made public for me because I just felt that would be breaking the code of you're privileged to be the announcer and be behind the scenes all the time. It's not for me to see an episode on the airplane and talk about it on my radio show because I was privileged to be in that situation. I wasn't in a position where I'm reporting and talking about things that I saw. I saw a lot of things, okay? A lot of things that I would have loved to have talked about on the radio. And I will also tell you this, and, and, and I hope you understand my sincerity here. If you knew everything that DeMarcus Cousins did, you would be appalled. You, you wouldn't even believe it. Like, you would not believe it. You would be like, Grant, you're so full of shit. I'm, I'm just telling you, you would not believe it. You would you would just not believe it, okay? So trust me when I talk about these things, okay? I knew a lot of things that was going on with the team, pretty much everything. And a lot of the things that went on that I didn't make public, you should be glad I didn't make public because you probably would have never gone to the games. And I mean that. So so you and I have had this conversation before, but not in this forum. So where was that line for you? Because obviously seeing some things that's going to affect your opinion of a person. So how does that how does that work when it comes to your or how did it work with your radio show and what you present to the public while you're not giving out in information about an incident you're sitting there like what the hell is this guy doing you know like can you go up to that line or not uh, there are a lot of lines that you can go up to but you got to be careful that you don't cross the lines and i always try to make sure that i went up to the line and didn't cross it it wasn't always easy all right i can tell you about that it wasn't always easy um, but I also felt I had a responsibility to the fans to let them know when things were bad and when things were good. Yeah. And over the last 15 years or so, there were many more bad things. I've always said this, you can't, you can't lie to the fans. They're not stupid. 
you can't just act like they're going to believe everything you say. You, you can't. I, I didn't ever go on the air and lie. That's the one thing I never did. I never, ever went on my radio show and lied. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't talk about something that wasn't true just to make people feel better. I, that's not where I was going to go. And I and the people that I worked with at KHDK, they knew that. And I used to say, hey, if you don't mm -hmm. like it, fire me. I, and I really did. I go, hey, I'm not I, I know where my line is. Uh, I'm, I'm going to say what I feel. And there were many times I would criticize the Kings. And there was only one time that I ever got a phone call from the Kings that they were upset over something I said. So, you know, doing the radio show for 26 or 27 years, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's really good. I mean, was that one time while the Kings were possibly leaving? I mean, was no. what was it no. like being in? Well, what was it like being in that chair when the Kings are possibly leaving and the Maloofs are acting like knuckleheads and you're was, fighting to rally the fan base? It was the hardest time of my life. And Carmichael, Dave and I knew everything that was going on. We used to talk multiple times a day, sometimes at three in the morning, sometimes at noon. We were on the phone together all the time. We knew everything that was going on as it related to David Stern, Kevin Johnson, what was going on behind the scenes. And there was a roller coaster up and down every single day. There were times I'd be in the car going to work and I'd be like, I really don't know what I'm going to say on the radio today. Could things look bleak? But I always felt that I had a responsibility to keep people engaged and say it's not over because I was always told by people close to with David Stern and the mayor, excuse me, they always told me it's not over. Don't Kevin Johnson. And this was in the uh, documentary that unfortunately was never seen in Sacramento, the yeah. 30 for 30. KJ came up to me. We were getting ready to play the Clippers. It's about 45 minutes before the game when I was sitting on the King's bench and he came, he sees me and he walks right up to me and he goes, there's only one thing you need to know. I go, yeah. He goes, the only thing you need to know is the team is not leaving. I'm like, gotcha. And he turned around and started doing an interview with Brian May on uh, News 10. I'm like, gotcha. And so, uh, you know, I got to tell you, even when Jerry and I broke down on TV, yep. I, I just would not allow myself to fully acknowledge that that was going to be the last game ever played. I just felt based on some of the things that I've been hearing and the fact that David Stern didn't want the Kings to move, that somehow, some way, the team was going to stay. And I'm so disappointed that the vast majority of people did not get a chance to see the 30 for 30 documentary down in the valley. It was spectacular. Some people did get a chance to see it at the Crest Theater. I saw it four or five times. It's incredible it's an incredible story about the fans of sacramento that's really what this documentary is about it's the story about this fan base this community doing something that just had never been done before really in this country and that's saving a sports team i don't care what you want to say without david stern the kings are not here without kevin johnson the kings are not here but without the fan support during that tumultuous time the kings aren't here all three of those things had to be in the right direction and they were yeah it was uh it was a really hard time right because yep. the writing was and just i'm speaking from a fan's perspective uh mm -hmm. the writing was clearly on the wall um yep. i mean it would have been very easy for a fan base just to pack it in and say look we're gonna enjoy the time we have left but yep. uh, everybody said hell no you're not taking our team 
Nope. Um, and stood up, you know, here we buy night, here we stand night. Uh, yep. So it was the best. It was, it, was, it was a great time. So when you were in the uh, leading up to that, sorry, I've turned this into an interview, but <laughs> it's very interesting stuff. And it's a lot of stuff people have not heard. Um, when you knew this may be on the, how far ahead before the reports did you know this could be in the horizon? Were there um, rumblings within the organization? Kings might be moving. Kings might be moving. Uh, I knew it months ahead of time that that was a possibility. I was also very tight with the Maloofs. They were telling me stuff. Um, they were very adamant about staying here originally. And then obviously they weren't. You know, the Maloofs would still own the Kings right now. If it wasn't for the crash in 2006 and 2007, they'd still be the owner of the team right now. So, yeah. uh, you know, but that's it. Hey, I want to just tell people about New Works Plumbing of Sacramento, locally owned for over 20 years. New Works has a fix for you. Just go to sacserviceplumbing.com or call the number on your screen. New Works Plumbing, they've got a fix for you and they're available 24-7. Just go to sacserviceplumbing.com or again, call the number on your screen. New Works Plumbing, they've got a fix for you. Bottom line is it's been a long time to get to 40 wins yep. and this team has a chance to win 50, but they're going to the playoffs. Okay, I think we can all admit that now. Uh, this, this thing's not going to just all of a sudden, the bottom's not going to fall out. And it is just going to be epic. It is absolutely going to be epic in the playoffs. It really is. It, it absolutely is, Grant. And I mean, no matter what happens in the playoffs, and we want to see him go as far as possible, this season's already been epic. Yep. Uh, just the turnaround yep. and the foundation this team has built – uh, we talked about yeah. it with Jerry Reynolds. They kept the core together at the trade deadline, and that's caused this team to come together even I agree. more and I agree. All, get polished up. So um, it couldn't be better for the city of Sacramento in this fan base. And thank you. Thank you for the announcement on the shirts. I am almost convinced it was somebody that came and turned off the breakers at our house. Because they were they were getting ready, they were getting ready to riot in the pregame show about the shirts. So I appreciate oh the announcement. All right. Uh final 128 to 119. Ryan, don't be late next time, buddy. I'm I'm sorry for being tardy, boss. That will not happen again, boss. I'll take my lashings off the air. Enjoy the rest of your weekend thanks buddy and to everyone out there thank you so much for joining us right here we'll talk to you pre-game halftime post-game show king's next game against the milwaukee bucks so it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.